Hello and welcome one and all to another wonderful, weathered, and welcoming, I lost my alliteration there, uh, episode of Maine Education Matters, uh, the number one, I guess, source of information for all things education policy, legislation, etc. from the Education Cultural Affairs Committee uh, in the Maine Legislature and the Maine Department of Education. We listen, so you don't have to. My name is Matt. And my name is Julie. Uh, Julie, we've been off for a couple of weeks. Um, kind of not intentionally, though. I know. Uh, so to give a little bit of just a little bit of that backstory, um, the last week or so, we were recording this on the 30th of April, and I've spent the last week in just utter disarray i've been in just i've been in a terrible health situation i mean not terrible but just like it's been bad i've had four covid tests in the last week make sure i wasn't covid positive and it looks like i'm not but it's it's all one of those like just terrible health kind of like feeling illness and bad weeks like just we couldn't record so if you've been missing our voices we apologize but there are some kind sometimes there are things that are outside of our control right but we're we're back and I'd like to say better than before, but I don't think that's going to be the case, but we're back. We are back and there's a ton to talk about. Um, so what we're going to do today, though, is we're going to kind of go back to that last set, uh, episode that we talked about where we just focused on some results and work sessions. And there are so many bills that have been voted on over the last couple of weeks it's, they've been incredibly busy. They have an incredibly busy couple of weeks coming up. So what we're gonna do is we're just going to kind of give an overview of some of them and kind of deep dive or dive a little bit into just a few of them. Some of the ones that kind of said to us, you know, maybe we should talk a little bit more about these. Sound so good? Matt, can I, can I have a request for information from, um, we were talking about this earlier that one of my confusions being new to this is when we do our research, some of the bills, it's clear that it's ought to pass as amended with a minority report of ought not to pass or vice versa. But then sometimes it says divided report. If if someone, maybe one of the analysts, Sam or, or Hillary could reach out to me in you and fully explain why that is. We think it's a matter of timing, right? That's, that's, that's where we I come down on it. It's that sometimes, there's language that gets put in or get sooner rather than later, or um, perhaps some amendments just don't take a little time to get written or they're waiting for more information. And so the final vote is not put forward until all that stuff is done. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm coming at from. I, I have no idea. We should know though. So if, if someone could reach out and and let us know specifically because the divided report just leaves us on the edge of our seats and we need to know we need to know and this is why why i say at the very beginning we're the number one source of information as a question because you know we don't know stuff <laughs> and it's very clear with stuff that we don't know <laughs> but it's fine because we sometimes yes it's fine all right, so let's move on to April 16th. Sure, the 16th, a couple of bills focusing on CTE um, and one on purchasing of local foods. One, uh, you know, just not a whole lot, heck of a lot going on there, except for, you know, 
the purchasing of local foods one anticipated report uh, divided report. And yeah, some CTE stuff is just be moved forward. Yeah. One of the things I've learned is if I were to be a rookie legislator and I wanted to get a bill on the table, it seems like you're more apt to move forward with either an MOU suggestion or a task force suggestion, because it seems like a lot of the bills, like 1072, which was a memorandum of understanding with community colleges, that is an ought to pass. Mm -hmm. um, whereas anytime that there's money attached, you probably don't have a good chance of that going through. But I am hopeful that the bill 636 on local foods will be um, amended and ought to pass. So maybe we can report out on that next time. Hopefully we'll see what the, the information is on that. And of course we will be following through on the legislative side as well once it goes to the House and or Senate. Uh, on the 20th of April, there were four bills that came before the committee. One was tabled. We're gonna talk about, I, I've talked about two of them if we could at least. The first was the resolve LD 742, the resolve to track youth mental health during COVID-19 public health emergency by ensuring that the main integrated youth health survey was conducted during the 2021 school year, presented by Representative Fecto out of Augusta. This was the bill that we found fascinating. We talked about it a bit because, well, yeah, we want this data. Everyone wants this data, right? right. It, voted, it was voted ought not to pass by the committee. Yeah, I, I, I thought this one had a chance. I understand, well, I guess I don't completely understand when it comes to statistics and all of the reliability and validity that they need around the data. But I just, I just thought it was one of those things that, what can it hurt to ask kids and staff some questions and, and try to not assume. I mean, we're assuming there's a lot of trauma, that there's a lot of stress, but apparently others who know better than you and me ought not to pass. Well, actually, I kind of agree with the ought not to pass. Okay. Because uh, because the Me House data, if you if we were to push that out and do it in a way that was this year, in my opinion, at least, do it in a way that was not the same as the previous years and not and done in a way that we could do a comparable data analysis, we might not be able to actually, might not be usable data. I completely get that, but no? I thought, was pushing for it doesn't have to be that but we need some data it, you know there has to be a tool that we could use so of that i'm totally in favor of yeah but the it didn't go that the it reason didn't... why i think the reason why this this failed though is because it's specifically ensuring the the me house yeah if they had if 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 it had been more of a thing like hey can the and i'm sorry to say this the dewey establish a task force to to look into this kind of thing uh, and to collect these data and present back to the committee, that would have probably gone a lot further. But right. by bringing the me house into it, that's that's a whole other, a whole other uh, bear. That's why that's my take on it. Is I and I probably totally wrong on it. No, I mean, but the the fact of the matter is, it's not going to pass, and we're left to our own devices to make sure that we have information from our local 
communities on how to help our kids. It just would have been nice if there was a collective approach and maybe county support, but yep. nothing we can do about that right now. Right. The other one that I wanted to really bring up um, is one that is really important for districts and for any curriculum leaders, superintendents, superintendents, principals, and teachers, everyone in education for this particular year. And that's LD 1172, an act to delay state mandated teacher and principal evaluations presented by Representative McRae out of Fort Fairfield. I, I'm not sure if we actually talked about this one, about this bill before it came up. We introduced it because I remember explaining to you that if Representative McRae is bringing right. a bill forward, then I am going to support it because I think the world of him. But the timing of this is a day late and a dollar short, as my dad would say. Yeah, this, I, 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 I disagree with this bill in a lot of ways. Um, but I will say I understand the intent of it. And it's been an anticip. it's a still divided report. I don't really know if it's ought to pass, ought not to pass, slash, whatever. I don't know what the breakdown is. Uh, we're going to follow this one pretty darn closely because this has huge implications. Now, I remember back to last fall, last spring when we went, everyone went out with COVID in the spring of 2020 and the DOE came out with guidance that said like, you know, we're not gonna hold anybody accountable. So then, the, so then a lot of the districts could kind of adjust things as they needed to. But that hasn't been the case this year because we all went out at the end of the year when things were kind of wonky and things went completely upside down in unanticipated ways. We had the full year this year to plan and prepare for it. And we know the situation that we're in. And so that's where I think the steering committee becomes the most important component of how to do the, um, the, the, the PEPG plan. And there, there is flexibility. I mean, the, the, the ed orgs and the DOE came out with some guidance in December that said things like, hey, you can have flexibility, you know, you can look at things like you have to keep your thing, all the criteria, you got to keep student growth, you got to keep a model, you got to keep peer observations, etc. But you can adjust how you do those things. That, those things within you can adjust. And I hope that teams and places are being creative in that thinking. But I, I hope that I'm not sure what this is going to be, but we'll keep an eye on it. Definitely. I still, I still think he, the timing of it. I mean, we are, we've done our, we're finishing up our evaluations in in my district, and we forged ahead based on what our steering committee, right? So I just think the intent was very good, very meaningful, but just it really is a moot point in my opinion at this point. Yeah, there's and there's definitely been a concerted effort by the committee and and, and Representative McCray in particular over the last couple of years to really bring a, a target and a focus onto the evaluation system. And so there's been a lot of changes in the last couple of years on the evaluation system. Um, pretty much, I think I, he has he was in education for over 45 years. Yep. Imagine the pendulum shift that, you know, how his evaluation system changed from the beginning to the end and sure. uh, the changes that he encountered. So it, it comes from a place of experience. Sure. 
so that was kind of the two I wanted to talk about on the 20th. Anything else you wanted to bring up for the, the 20th? Nope. I'm all set on the 20th. Then we're going to move to the April 21st, which was all about budgeting and funding. So we're going to skip right over that one. But can I just clarify something? <laughs> oh, no, you want to go into budgeting. Oh, no. I know, I know. Oh, no. I'm, I'm okay. fascinated by uh, it. But, I mean, on my, my, on my paper, there are six bills that yeah. were discussed that day. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the gist of these bills are to make sure that the state share gets up to the 55% that was promised so many years ago, that the state is supposed to be responsible for 55% of it, public education and the local share 45%, but it hasn't been yet. And that was supposed to be years ago. Isn't that the gist of what they're trying to do with all of these funding bills? That Yes. And they're trying to get, a, I think they're trying to get away from some of the shenanigans that went on to make to say that some you know we got the 55 percent by doing all of these things and circumvent the actual giving 55 percent uh of the money then so i think this is trying to say no no we're going to cut out all of that other stuff and just say no we're going to meet this now and the other stuff is the other stuff um so i think that's where this is coming from to get that but it and seem like they're going anywhere uh no there's ought not to pass divided reports and i unfor I, I unfortunately i don't really see any of these i'm not sure anything things are going to go forward right the dying appropriations or wherever it is well the next day was um somewhat short for our intents and purposes April yeah a lot of culture stuff yeah we we don't like to talk culture no Although I am, I am happy to, I am, I will say I am happy that the LD453, which we did talk about, an act to establish a permanent appointment of the member of the Wabanaki tribes to the board of trustees of the University of Maine system um, is reported out ought to pass as amended. But it just blows my mind that there is someone who has, that there's a minority report of ought not to pass, even if it's one person. I just, yeah. that blows my mind. Blows my yeah, mind. I, I, I listened to a little bit of this one and some of the opposing questions on it were, well, why does it have to be Wabanaki? Why can it be any uh, indigenous First Nation tribe? And I, I just, I, at that point, I think I just shook my head and turned it off because like, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. You know, yes. oh so anyway, and I know that they changed the language around that. So they did. they did change some language, but um, any surprise that Representative Fecto's LD 1379 on wanting a substitute with exemplary ex um, credentials to have a lifetime certificate, any surprises that that was ought not to pass? Yeah, that LD 1379 uh, ought not to pass and not a surprise at all. Not a surprise, no. It, you know, lovely sentiment, but just not just not practical or realistic, considering that there is no uh, substitute teacher certification in the state of Maine. Good effort though. And I'm sure it was a very impassioned play because yes. he, he does a great job with that. The other one that happened on that day that kind of bounced to another day, which is very interesting, was LD430, 
an act to provide for school choice and online learning opportunities in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was originally reported out on April 22nd, and then the legislate, so it was reported out, ought, um, ought not to pass, and ought to pass as amended as a divided report. What it looks like is it looks like legislatively uh, that bill has been uh, has been accepted as the majority ought not to pass report. So I think that one is not going anywhere. It's pretty much dead in the water. Yeah, it is. It is. So LD430 is no Anything else on that particular day? I think that was kind of it for that day. That's it. And then on the 23rd, it was bringing back the impassioned plea from families to support having a task force for our um, students who leave school um, with a special ed experience. And there just seems to be, I think they referred to it as a cliff, that there is just, there's a, a break in their supports as they right. venture into the work world or whatnot. So I have that as ought to pass as amended. Ought to pass as amended. So that'll go in front of the full legislature soon. The 26th of April was a bit of a bit of a mixed bag. There's definitely uh, there's definitely like a uh, a health education component to it. Um, and then a CTE thrown in at the end. Yes, I was a little confused. I thought that LD 572, which was Representative Stearns, um, this was the one about adding the link to all of our websites on opportunities beyond, or, you know, work workforce opportunities. Right. I, I'm not sure why that came back on that day. It still ought to pass as amended. It is. Yeah, I don't. I don't have more information. I no, might have to go back into our archives and watch that. So just be prepared, folks, to add a link on your website. Yeah. Uh, other other interesting ones that day. Um, an act to require certain schools to provide menstrual products. LD four fifty two. That was a fascinating conversation. Uh, I learned some great lingo that day. That's all <sighs> I have to say. Um, <laughs> I had never thought of menstrual equity as, yeah. but boy, my eyes, my eyes were definitely open and, and there were some poignant points made that, um, by the end of the hearing on this, I was like, hell yeah. Right. We, yes. Yes. They this, are absolutely no, this should be an absolute no brainer. Exactly. This, this should be one of those things like, why are we even having this conversation? It's not anything that is controversial in the least, and it's essential and it's necessary. And why is this even a thing? And it's a divided report. Yeah, I, I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, that's step the, forward and three steps back. That's one of those ones that I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is this is a this is an ease this is a layup yeah everyone but, wins LD, on but ld 772 if schools want to 
if nurses want to have an aloxine on uh, on site and someone's going into overdose, you know, schools, you, you can do that. Can't can't provide menstrual products to every female who needs them, but you can provide naloxine. And yeah. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing that right, but it just blows my mind. That that it's one of those moments where you kind of you kind of look at the committee and you go, what, really? what is going on in your mind right now? How are you squaring this circle right now? Because it 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 only makes sense in one situation in one way, and that's because one well there's there's a there's a there's a whole gender thing there, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, up uh, is is that really what's happening here? Eh, I hope not. But again, this divided report, I need more information on what the next step is on that. So right. And I mean, I there were nineteen pieces of testimony. I didn't read one piece of testimony that was against it. No. I don't think there was any public hearing testimony against it. Yeah, I just want to say that I really love when I'm working and someone I greatly respect and admire is actually part of the Zoom waiting to be called in to testify. And we get these these texts telling us, are you listening to this? <laughs> yeah. The highlights of this experience, I have to say. It, 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 it is, it is. And it's good to know that there are other people out there who are listening to things. You're like, oh, you're hearing the same thing and I, as I am. And yes. wait, did you hear that too? That was ridiculous, right? I'm not just making that up. I did hear that, right? Mm. Yeah, you, you phrased that very well, though, that you just wonder, you know, how, how can you go this way on this bill and then do a complete what appears to us? But we, as I like to say, there are always two sides to every story, yes, unless sir. you're that die that you taught me about that has 20 sides. <laughs> oh, the 20 sided die. Yeah. There, yeah. There are, yeah. Yeah. There are 20 sided dies. And I, and All right. April 27th. Yes, there was only I only have one bill off of this day, and it was a big one. It was another one of those FECTO bills of lifetime teacher certificates. That one came back up for uh, for that day, LD three twenty six, and ought not to pass. Right. May I ask you a question? But it was a divided report. To be fair, there was an ought to pass as amended as uh, the minority report. Right, but, but they did not. They did not write divided report. They wrote ought not to pass slash ought to pass as amended. I have a question. Is this something that Representative Fecto can bring back another year, or is it something that because it was voted out, it has to sit for a few years? It, you know can, come, it can come back next year. Oh, it can. Okay. And they could. I mean, the one there, there's that bill about that's coming up soon on um, teaching the Holocaust. And does that come up every year? I've seen it three times, I believe. Okay. We've been doing this three years. You've been doing this three years. We. I've been doing it three months. Oh, you've been part of the family since the beginning. I have been number one fan. We've Take been in this. Out. We we've been in this together. So yeah. I, I I say I say we and I mean it. Okay. But right, that one. The final the final one we're talking about today, April twenty eighth. April the twenty eighth. Can you? As we're recording this, it's April the thirtieth. Tomorrow oh, is May. I know tomorrow's what? a big day, Matt. Oh, I'm gonna we're gonna get to that in a moment. Tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow is a big day, and everyone is gonna have to make sure they do their part to participate in tomorrow's big day. 
We'll get to that in a second. Okay, that's a good teaser. LD, I'm uh, oh, sorry, not LD. April the 28th, only a couple here, three on that day that kind of came out of committee. Um, LD 127, uh, established to establish a pilot program to provide grants for PD and computer science instruction. Ought to pass as amended. Hooray, congratulations. Yay, I'm very excited right. about that. So, so one of the things I pride myself on in this podcast is that we provide information to curriculum leaders, thought partners, those who push teaching and learning forward in their districts. So isn't this our, um, it's a celebration, but for those who have had very little exposure in their schools to anything computer science, they should start the process of wrapping their heads and connecting with other districts who have done some great things. Don't you think? I absolutely agree. This is, th this is an emergency. So if this gets um, approved at the legislative level, this goes into effect right away. Wow. It doesn't have to wait the 60, 60 days, that rule. Um, right. So then that means that the DOE can start really pulling together these things on uh, these grants, which I'm very excited about. And so I'm, I might suggest to our MCLA team that one of our Wednesday sessions be devoted to supporting districts that have had little experience and share some of the best practices that you may have done, John Doty. I know there are some great, great examples out there. Don't you think that would be a good idea? I think it'd be a good idea. It might also be a good idea to invite folks from the Maine Computer Science Teachers Association. Let's do it. To get, them, to get them involved because that's a, it's a great organization to be fair and to be transparent. I am a member of that organization and I am a regional rep for that organization. Um, so it is one of those things like, yeah, there are great people out there doing amazing things in this, in this area, all over the state in every single region. Right. Share the well, share what's going on, share how you did it, share how you started it. But let's share be clear, this grant process will be for any district that has done nothing. They've provided no support or experiences. I hope they're few and far between, but isn't that the intent of this? Is that what that says? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. The, the summary says the resolve establishes a two-year pilot program to provide grants for professional development in computer science instruction. I'm telling you, Matt, it's for those those communities that have had very little experience with PD around computer science. That was one of the hangups. I listened. I'm telling you. Okay. Trust me on this. Okay. I I, I do. Oh, I trust you. Okay. I just, it's, it's, I, it is amended, so I haven't seen the amendment. So uh, whenever that comes forward, I would love to see what happens. And if that's the case, fantastic. That's really doing that uh, equity and parity across the state. Right. Um. So yeah, that's great. The other one that day that I'd like to just quickly quickly chime in about is LD52, an act regarding collective bargaining negotiations by public employers of teachers. This was that one again about that could include things like planning and uh, prep time and assignments into possibly negotiations or into policies, et cetera. And that one is ought to pass as amended with the minority report being ought not to pass. 
Yeah, that was another one of, I mean, there have been a few bills that have come forward and I, and I just scratched my head thinking, I really thought this was already in practice. So I'm happy to see that go forward. We'll see what happens. A similar kind of bill went forward last year and it uh, got vetoed in the end. So we'll see what happens with it this year as it's gone through the education committee this year, not the, I believe it was labor committee last year. So that's where we're going to wrap up for our recent results. Uh, looks at a lot of bills, a lot of things been happening over the last couple of weeks. And we'd also like to take a moment and do a quick preview of a couple of things coming up over the next week. And as this- I have a preview for you. What's that? I have a pre-preview for you though. What is that? Because I am- hot off the Zoom session of the district assessment coordinators. And did you know that on Monday, May 3rd, you are going to receive your credentials to set up your new Meridian Science assessment information? I am bouncing with joy over this. So I just wanted to point that out because I know we're going to be talking about Tuesday the 4th, but Monday the 3rd, big day for district assessment coordinators. Look for that email login credentials for New Meridian, also known as Adam, also known as DMZ. I don't know, all kinds of new acronyms for us. What's new? All I know is that what I keep hearing about the New Meridian assessment is that people are so excited about it. I know, Matt. I don't want you to get down about it. We're going to do the best we can. And of if course we will. We are. If there are any curriculum directors or assistant superintendents or district assessment coordinators who are, are getting all stressed about the new Meridian test, just give me a call and I will calm your nerves because I have I have a good outlook on it. Yep. You can give me a call too. My number is 1-800-DON'T-CALL. <laughs> okay. So May 4th has a theme to it. Is it public hearing on May 4th? And what is the theme? Well, first of all, may the 4th be with you. Oh, Star Wars Day. Okay. It's Star Wars Day. Oh, it's fun. So that's, that's fun. going to be a fun day uh, because that day, the Education Cultural Affairs Committee is kind of the overall is looking at safety and bullying that day. I think um, that is so ironic that on May the 4th, Be With You Day, safety and bullying. How apropos. It, I, I believe that the hearings and the testimony will be impressive. Most impressive. Okay, that's that's when I wish I was Matt Shea and you say something that I should know, but I don't, and it goes over my head. It's, so that was from Darth Vader in like, *Leave Return of the Jedi*. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and if it wasn't *Return of the Jedi*, I expect a whole lot of tweeting happening at me, uh, or not. May fifth, May the fifth, though, has some interesting things happening on it because. For us curriculum folks, this is a big day for curriculum. This is what I'm calling curriculum mandate day. I might have to take a personal day, like all the social studies teachers used to do on March Madness. They would take personal <laughs> days to watch the basketball games. I might have to take a personal day to watch curriculum mandate day. Right? I mean, this is a 10 a.m. public hearing, May 5th. You have LD 238, an act concerning civics instruction. Let's just dive into that one just really quickly because it's uh, what it does is it is it, it adds a history 
and the histories of religious and racial minorities, women and lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people, one year or the equivalent in standards achievement. So that's going to be a requirement, adding to the requirement of just history, including American history. And so it's adding not just civics and economics, but it's adding these other these other components in there. Now, I will say this right now: I am completely in favor of us changing the, like the language of history and including making sure that we are intentionally including the histories of religious and racial minorities and women lgbtq communities uh all of that i don't think this is going to pass you've kind of just blown my mind right there because you said something that i'm i'm hung up on so you're saying that we can change the language of history but I've always been taught that you can't change history. History was written by people with pens and pens are people who are educated and the educated were often the, the aristocracy and those who had privilege. So those who are writing history had privilege and who saw history through a particular privileged lens. And so the history we've been taught has most often been through a perspective. Yes, there are historical facts, but the things that we believe are valuable that's all perspective. That's how I look at it. Now, well, I mean, if I, any I, directors want to take personal days and have a, a Zoom party watching the curriculum mandate um, bills on May fifth. Yeah, I mean that's just one of them. They got uh, there's got LD five eighteen is that resolve directing the Department of Education to review and assess existing educational mandates. That was the original one that was brought up by Brennan. It was kind of amended at the beginning. They brought that one back to kind of look at hey, what's going on with all these, what, where are all the mandates? You have LD 550, which is going to be a really fun one to listen to. Resolve directing the State Board of Education to adopt rules prohibiting teachers in public schools from engaging in political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom, presented by Representative Carmichael out of Greenbush. Have you read this one yet? No, this one is um, wow. First of all, it is a resolve. Great. It does have one, two, three, four, five. It looks like seven whereases. And here's what it does. Resolve directs the State Board of Education to adopt major substantive rules prohibiting teachers in public schools from engaging in political, religious, or ideological advocacy in the classroom or from introducing any controversial subject matter that is not germane to the topic of the course being taught with penalties for violations up to and including termination of the teacher. I'm like, just, wow. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on that one, but let's, uh, let's move on, Matt. And the other one that day, uh, LD 1186, an act to require a course requiring the US Constitution and the Constitution of Maine to be taught in high school seniors. Uh, again, this is one of those ones to be like, you can't legislate curriculum mandates. Right. It's gonna be one of those, can, you, can we please tell the legislators, you just can't do that. The other one that day, that week public hearing is May the 6th and Julie, it's back. Oh, do refresh my memory. What's back? LD 96, an act to create fairness in the treatment of students by retaining students with certain vaccine exemptions. 
LD-156, an act to promote school attendance by exempting virtual public charter schools and private school students from immunization requirements. LD-833, an act to amend the laws governing vaccines by reinstating religious exemptions. And LD-1082, an act to improve educational opportunities by exempting children who attend virtual public charter schools from immunization requirements and expanding enrollment at virtual public charter schools, vaccines, immunizations, Oh, it's back, baby. Oh. It's back. Break out the cardboard cutouts. Break out the secret bunker underneath Cross Building because it's back. I did, I did, a little birdie did tell me this morning that they are actually setting the public hearing. They're setting a timer of two minutes. Two people. minutes, not the customary three minutes. Okay. Two minutes. Uh, given that last time had like 1300 pieces of testimony and it and it like literally went into, started off at like one o'clock in the afternoon, went into the next day. My wife went up there to go provide testimony on this. And there was so many people, there were like lines, people just hoarding, hoarding in the, uh, in the cross building. So, yep, folks, our, the favorite subject that we love to lampoon on this podcast back on May the 6th. So set your calendar to get firsthand if you don't want to wait for our analysis. I mean, uh, yeah, or just, you know, head on, head on down to your local package store and get whatever you might need to get through it. I hope you're not disappointed. I hope that your hype about May 6th is, it lives up to. Uh, I, when I, when I, I here, here's the thing, I am not excited about this. When I heard that this was, this day was happening, my first reaction was to put my hands on my head to slide back into my chair and go, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Well, I experienced it differently last time. I was just a fan listening and, and trying to send you and Matt, you know, my positivity, but this will be a different experience for me. And I, I don't was, know if I'm looking forward to it or not. It was unbelievable. So this will, this will be, that'll be the fun day. That'll be May the 6th. And we did skip over a very important day as well. Uh, we skipped over May the 1st. May the 1st be with you. It's a big day, Matt. Well, may the 1st be with you, Julie, because it's going to be your birthday. I know. It's my birthday. Tomorrow. Happy birthday. I hope it's a wonderful day celebrated with a bunch of friends and family and in various ways, health, health safety, all that stuff. Yes, I really yes. hope you have the best day. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. We're having a 50 fiesta here at work today. My staff have completely spoiled me and oh. showered me with love. The students have all sung to me. It's just, oh. and it's not even my birthday yet. So I'm feeling all kinds of love. Well, feeling it for me too, Julie. So happy birthday to you. Thank you. And I'm sorry you didn't feel well this week. Eh. I, I hope that's behind. Me too. So I think that's going to wrap up our analysis or if you want to call it that, of what's happened over the last couple of weeks with the Education Cultural Affairs Committee and what's coming up next week. Do you have anything else you want to like shout outs or maybe some smackdowns? I do. I have no, no smackdowns. Uh, you can't They're powerful. Smack, you can't do a smackdown leading up to your birthday. That's just not right. So that's the only time, the best time to do it because no one no. can come back at you. No, no, no. So my first shout out just goes to my staff members here at Saco Pre-K who have made me feel so loved and 
appreciated on my big birthday. They really went above and beyond and I feel very loved. And then my second shout out goes to um, Portland citizen Roberto Rodriguez. Roberto was testifying on behalf of LD 474, which we will address next week, Discipline for Maine's Youngest Learners. And it's um, sponsored by Victoria Morales of South Portland. And I just have to give him a shout out for his honesty because in his introduction, he said that he is currently recovering from serving as a board chair for the last two years. And I just thought that just um, was so authentic and real. And I just loved that he admitted that. And uh, I just had to give a shout out to him. So I would love to connect with Roberto sometime and have him sort of counsel school board members everywhere. It is such an un... Um, unappreciated position most of the time and uh, yet such an important position. So shout out to him for his honesty. Awesome. That's it. Well, you can get in contact with us, follow us along when, as we do tweet occasionally and send stuff out. We thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on the Twitter sphere out there at Maine Ed Matters. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Maine Education Matters. And with that, Julie, I think we're done for the day. See you Thanks next for- time. I'm a year older. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.